Good day, everyone. This is Engaging Life's Moments presents Dreams Start from In Here Part Two. Thank you for those who had an opportunity to listen to Part One. But in today's podcast, we are going to dive just a little bit deeper. And the reason why is because we talked about being afraid to dream and then the opportunities to dream. But this one is really all about like when you start that process, when you start to move, when you start to really dive deep into pursuing your dreams. Well, where does your mind begin? What do you do when things don't seem to always go the way that you want? Do you share your dream with yourself or do you share your dream with other people? Do you only dream by yourself? Or do you get inspired by dreaming with other people? And in this podcast, we're going to continue to listen to Nina, Jeff, Candace, and Lorena of really how that process has begun for them of dreaming, continuing, dreaming with others, and diving deeper. I think I'm doing it right, so let's hope. You want to make sure that... If it comes out good, it comes out good. If it doesn't, blame it on Nina. <laughs> All right. I don't even know if I'm doing this right. Oh, oh, I did it. What does success look like for you? What does the pursuit of your dreams look like? I hope you didn't dismiss that clip because often the pursuit of your dreams, those desires, can often be just like that. That was my friend Jeff making coffee. And he said earlier, I don't really make coffee. My roommate makes it. And he's pouring the water inside and trying to figure out exactly how the machine actually is supposed to work. Pours the water in, cuts it on, and if you hear, he's saying, well, if it doesn't, if it's not good, then you can blame Nina, his wife. And he says at one point, you know, I don't know if I'm doing this right. And the pursuit of your dreams can look like that. There are areas in which we either we place blame on other people or other things. Pursuing your dreams, there can be moments of silence 
of nothing happening. And then there's often that point in which we second guess what we are doing, second guessing if this is even the right way to do something. You see, in the pursuit of your dreams, like failure is an option, but as long as you let success be the final option, then it's okay. It's been said that Thomas Edison, who developed the a version of the light bulb, it took him 1,000 failures or 1,000 unsuccessful attempts to create the bulb that worked for how he wanted it to work before he had the bulb that we are now using in some sort of way today. So again, let failure be an option, but let success be the final one. I was actually just reading a book today, um, and in the book, it was just talking about how you should be trying to find more challenges and more obstacles and more... um, I guess, yeah, things because when you when you find these challenges and things, it it should challenge you to do more. Um, you want to be able to put yourself in difficult situations in the sense of, as in like, how am I going to reach this? Like, like presence of mind, I'm in a, a tough spot, but how am I going to reach that? And that should motivate you to to strive and work harder. And that right there, embracing that kind of motivation um one helps you out uh inwardly and it also helps you in your business because there's no challenge there's no obstacle that can stand in the way of the dream or whatever it is that you have what is that book called it's called um uh if you're not first you're last by grant cardone so you said that you were that you're always dreaming, like dreaming all the time. Like, like, what does that actually look like? Can you kind of give me, like, do you have like journals or books or stuff that like... So funny. Uh, That'd be a good question to ask my husband because he's normally the one listening to, ooh, babe, I have an idea. (laughs) Um, I do have a lot of journals. Um, I do have a lot of um, Google Docs where I've started things written down an idea or a a book idea or I've gotten the first chapter of a book or a journal or um, a product so I just kind of get out of my head but literally every day I I think of at least one to two things that I want to do or how to make something better it's literally it's all the time (laughs) the things that you're working on right now because you've talked about as far as you've gotten with the dreams that you do now, um, what did the process look from from those being an infancy and then now kind of seeing them progress as much as they have? It has been a long journey. It's been at least, I don't know, seven or eight years of me walking this out. Um, it started with me reading Isaiah 61 one day in my uncle's guest room when I first moved here and feeling the weight of wanting to help women be free and see who they are and believe you know 
what God says about them. And because that was such a, and has been such a big struggle for me, it really hit home. Um, so it's been consistently blogging. Um, I had a blog before I started doing this such much. Um, I've done a conference before, which was uh, a few years back. That was, went really well. Um, I've done a mini retreat that was for college women, and I kind of partnered with someone else at the time and did that. So it's it's been a long journey of me working on it, and and so even though things are picking up now, it's not something that I just started. It's just finally being able, I guess, see the fruit of all the things that have been sown and tears <laughs> cried and setbacks and disappointments and um, just really starting to see God honor, in a sense, me being steadfast in what he's called me to do. Talked about setbacks. What does that look like of seeing those setbacks happen? What did you do to kind of really get the, the courage and the motor to really go in and just, all right, this setback has happened, but I'm gonna plow through the setbacks? Hmm. Most of the time, it would be because I got an encouraging word from someone else that um, they would end up telling me how something really helped them. So when I first started posting on the Such Much, just really vulnerable posts, I didn't get as many likes because of the content, <laughs> but I would get DMs from people that would say how much the post impacted them and that they couldn't publicly comment on it. And so it was those moments that made me see, oh, like this is different. This isn't like reaffirming this isn't for the likes. <laughs> this is for the one the one person that needs to hear it. And so that I would try to think back on those moments. Speaking of people I think we oftentimes dismiss how important people are into our lives. Like the pursuing of our dreams, the the pursuit of those desires, like people are important to how we perceive things. I mean, just look around you. I mean, there's I mean, people have cabinets, there's administrations, there are friends, there are homies, there's a posse, there's you know, your boys, there's your girls, there's someone, there are people who are there who are hanging on everything that you're saying, but also helping you see like how those things could work, how those things aren't working, and you need people in your life. One of my favorite TV shows is House. I love Dr. Gregory House, and as smart and as a genius as he was, he needed a team with him. Now, those doctors were smart as well. They had their PhDs. They were very, very smart. But he needed them to, you know, hey, go in and try this. I have an idea. Try this. Try this. And they would try these, all these things. And then, and boom, something happened. And he was able to, to determine, okay, this is what this is. And you need people in your lives that can help you see the things that you can't see. You need people who are going to be honest with you, who are going to tell you, hey, I don't think that's right. It doesn't look right. 
That doesn't sound right. You need people to encourage you, people who have your back. If you don't have that, then I think that we are dismissing the point of of human interaction because it really helps us grow, shows us where we are weak. And I think, like, Nina says it really, really great. Just listen. Honestly, this entire journey has been um, um, a healing process, part of my deliverance process, because I think a lot of the fear, I've been spending a lot of time of um, understanding where the fear comes from, and spiritually, whether it's through meditation and prayer and worship, all that, I feel like more and more God is showing, is identifying or pointing out where lies were spoken over me or spoken to me and that I've been carrying them. Um, and so I think a lot of the hesitancy to leap came from um, not feeling like I could even trust the word of people around me or, or um, like trust my own voice for one, but also being, uh, you know, second guessing the people, their ability to see things in me, if that makes sense. So I think it, it took longer because I was working through like, hey, you've shown yourself these people, they are invested in you, they are seeing something, they're qualified to speak into your life and the confirmations they give you, um, like God is speaking through them versus like me trying to talk myself into believing it. It's just like, kind of like, hey, God has intentionally planted these people around you to speak to you because you haven't moved yet. Like, so they're um, divinely placed tools. And so I think that was a big thing of allowing, I think in this process I'm learning how to, one, you don't really get the gift of that unless you're sharing with people what your dreams are. Um, so a lot for a long time, dreams I had about being a writer and a speaker and all that stuff, nobody knew about since like childhood. Like there's years of not speaking of them outside of myself. And so I think the more you share your dreams with other people, um, the more you're able to hear in a more, um, what's the word? Larger scale, like you're able to hear it more and actually respond to it. We'll be right back. Hello listeners. On September 28th and 29th, the International Justice Mission is holding their world conference called Liberate in Dallas, Texas. If you would like to be privy to live podcast and live video from the conference, make sure you're following Engaging Life's Moments Presents on Instagram and Facebook. Search for eLife's Moments or for live podcast, search for the Anchor app or visit online at anchor.fm slash e-life's moments thank you have you ever seen a couple dance or what about a dance troupe what about tv shows like so you think you can dance and there are are dancing with the stars have you seen that and you thought oh my goodness wow that choreography is amazing and the couple or the group did an exceptional and incredible job. Well, that's what dreaming is. And that's my next point, is dreaming together. Now, you've seen in those videos from the TV shows, the work they're putting in and the mistakes they're making 
and how so many unsuccessful attempts to do certain things but then when you see it live and when you see it actually done all together it is incredible and that's what I believe dreaming is is that you have an idea and then you have friends, you have people that you partner with to help you see that dream come together. And when it comes together, it is amazing. I've said this, what makes a dream happen is not only about you believing it, but that you convince others to dream the same dream. How amazing it is to find someone that is like-minded to help you dream your dream. And that's what you're going to hear from our friends. They're going to talk about finding the passion, finding the vision, not just within themselves, but also within the people that they surround themselves with. My husband's also awesome, man. Bless him. Um, he will ask the question, like, is this for me to help you execute? Or are you just sharing this with me? <laughs> because my husband is one that likes to execute. Like if you tell him, all right, this is what we're going to do, then, then he's, he's in a different mindset as opposed to I'm just sharing this idea with you that it's not necessarily something I want to do. It's just something that kind of sprung up in me looking at different things or, diff or thinking about things. Um, so he has been incredibly supportive he is a consistent voice aside of Jesus saying, go, go for it. doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what happened. Yes, this is a setback. It's okay to be upset. Keep moving forward. So he, he's, he's my, he's a, a very large part of the, the strength I have um, with him covering me and praying for me and calming me down when, you know, I'm extremely upset with people or situations, <laughs> which is just a part of it. And, so he, he has literally been a, a large voice of reason and support in this whole journey. And he knew before we got married that I like expensive things and I want to travel and I have a whole lot of ideas that I want to do. And he's always been game and supportive of it. So, yeah. With him being supportive and, and him hearing your dreams, do you feel like, that that you that he has dreams as well or it's more like he is so in tune with what you want that he is going to ride or die with you and then you guys are going to drink something incredibly huge together at some given point you know what? it's both and um he is extremely invested as well as he has his own dreams so this is a, a big partnership for us um me supporting and encouraging him in the things that he wants to do and what he wants to step out in and um, vice versa. So I, for whatever reason, am able to think through things in a very business-like manner. And so I'm able to help him with that. And then he's able to help me on the emotional side. So <laughs> it's very much a tag team. And we have a family, I guess, overhead company which is pixel heart so everything falls under that and um yeah so it's 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 we're, we're building our empire that's something that we've <laughs> and not like the show good lord but good show but not like the show um so it's it's something that we've we've dreamt of doing and we've really started solidifying a lot of things under that
Jeff and Nina, you guys are married. And you each have two separate businesses. But we all know that when you're married, you, you work together. So how does it look like to work together as husband and wife and pursuing what you both want to be able to pursue, what you want to be a, a type in the industry? Well, I can one say that I think I've navigated my my dreams and stuff to almost uh, align with some of the things that she's doing. Um, she's a coach, uh, diversity and inclusion uh, specialist, um, uh, consultant, and, and that's her business in a sense. Um, Chubby Diaries fits right into that of inclusion. Um, and so we kind of line up and almost have some of the same veins, like we fit in the same stream of stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we 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 do bounce ideas off of each other. I actually bounce a lot and I talk too much um, <laughs> when it comes down to these dreams or ideas that I have right now. Um, thank God I'm able to now focus in on just a couple of things because before my mind was everywhere. I was like, oh, I can do this, I can go do this. But now I'm just committed to uh, just a couple of things and she helped me through the, some of that and um, and we do, we have to talk to each other all the time about uh, um, just the fears or the anxiety or um, the, the lows that, that, that are a part of just being a, a beginning business or a business owner. Um, so we, we, we're in constant communication and encouraging each other. Um, ditto, I think he said. I think uh, in regards to the experience itself, um, seeing that we we got married a little later than most folks in the big C church, like we were we were two people who did single life very well, like independence and like adventure and stuff like that. So I think it's just also I think it's just one piece of just the sanctifi sanctification process of marrying, getting married and becoming one. So I think it's just one element of our story that is different from some people, but it's it's not like the the mechanics of it. The tactics or the experiences I think are very similar just to two people becoming one. So I think at one point we um, we sat down and really like reevaluated what was the mission and vision of our household. Um, that was advice we got from a friend who's an attorney and has her own business rooms. Iffy, and it was just kind of like things she was just reminding us about her life experience, um, and with her husband and having children, and like how important it is um, for people really who are believers, particularly, to really be thinking about how does our business, our vocation, um, link into the vision that we feel God has for our marriage, for our family and legacy, and like letting that be the forefront, be at the forefront so that no matter what business we decide, like so for some of us, our exit strategies are to sell our businesses or whatever, franchise them or however we see that, those things don't precede like what we feel God is calling us to do as a union, right, for the kingdom. So I think when we, for us, we're, I feel like both of us are constantly, when he's like giving each other feedback, um, we're trying to use our God-given talents and gifts to, to do that like how is our business how are our businesses 
building the kingdom? How are we um, encouraging people? How are we, even if it's indirectly, indirectly like evangelizing essentially, because dreaming, like you're saying, like this topic, like dreaming is a form of evangelism, right? You, your abundance or your ability to be creative comes from a divine creator, right? We're made to create things. And so like, we're thinking, we're constantly thinking of giving each other feedback, like, oh, this is a way to do that. And my husband says a lot about like, it's not about being per- perfect, but operating out of excellence. So we try to hold each other accountable, even when it egos don't want to hear it or having a bad day and you're resistant to it. Um, the feedback is still out of love. And so I think grounding ourselves in how do we honor God as husband and wife, as children of him, as husband and wife, then as business owners, I think that's very uh, vital to the dreaming part, right? Because it gives the dream, if it um, grounds, it gives foundation for dreaming, right? Like if you believe you were, he knew you before you were in the womb, if he gave you purpose, he has plans for you to prosper, all of those things you believe true about the word, then the dreams are not in vain and they have meaning. And so it's just a matter of like um, stewarding them well. And we use each other because we're life mates and that's what we're supposed to do. I loved how Jeff said that he's always bouncing ideas off of you and he feels like he's maybe asking you too much. Do you ever feel like it's too much or are you just allowing him to really kind of sit in what you know that will to him to allow his brain to really kind of just expand a little bit? Yes and. <laughs> so yes at times because, and, I, and yes, it can feel like a lot of times just based on um, he is extra, when we're talking about energy, he is extroverted, right? So it gives him energy to be around people, to, it gives him life, where I am more introverted. So it's not that I don't like people or being around people, but it, it, it drains my energy tank differently than it does his. So there's just those moments of like dying to self where I'm like, I am almost on E, but I need to give it a little bit more because that's going to affect or impact his level of productivity or um, his processing. So it's just a matter of like learning how to verbalize, communicate outside of ourselves what a need is um, so that the other person can support. Because for me, it's easy to like strategize, but for him, he has to like say it out loud first before you can do anything with it. I hope you've enjoyed that extended look through the minds of Candace, Nina, and Jeff. And those three are always streaming. And I really hope that you were able to hear what it really means to dream together, especially when you are married. Uh, that's really important to really dive deep and have someone who can help dream with you. Now, we're going to hear a last bit from Lorena, who is a licensed counselor from Resilience Counseling in Austin, Texas. And we're going to kind of go back to the point of being safe. And she's going to offer just some, some points in which she has given some parents and children as far as what it means to really uh, pursue dreaming and how important dreaming is. So hope you enjoyed a little bit from what she has to say. Oh, goodness, yes. And I think the, the ways that I see it most prevalent 
wouldn't even be um, people who I talk to about safety. Um, so I, I work with, you know, the most vulnerable and, you know, some of my, my clients end up being removed from their homes. Even in my itty bitties, what I would see is, you know, they were, they were living in a very toxic, dangerous environment. The moment they moved out of that environment into an environment that was stable and that was safe, immediately the conversations were different. The ways that, that the children would act were different. The ways that they interacted with adults were different. The ways that they would talk about, you know, having dreams. When I grow up, I want to do X, Y, Z. And it's amazing just how drastic of a change the environment can create for children. Um, and I have also seen it in some of my parents because some parents, you know, whenever there's a cycle of, of trauma of some sort, it's really hard to get out of it or to recognize when things are unhealthy because that's normal for you. And whenever I would see parents get out of those areas, it affects the entire family. It affects, you know, mom, it affects dad, it affects child, it affects child schoolwork. And it's, it's just proof that safety is key um, and that dreaming is a product of health and stability. Dr well, wow. dream, you know, dreaming, dreaming to the point where you actually believe these dreams can be achieved is a product of health and stability. Wow. It's actually a really deep because I think it, it goes beyond just the not just like the product of the of the environment, but it, it goes kind of deeper into what you view yourself and how you view yourself either psychologically. Um, it's a, it, it goes deeper than just what you physically can feel or see because Absolutely. what can can okay, that's great. So my question for you is, if you were to kind of give just some, um, maybe just some, some tips of those who have been in that, that circumstance, like what can they do now um, to, to kind of push forward, push past what they see to help with that kind of internal, that mind, that heart, that Absolutely. gut? Absolutely. Um, one thing that I would encourage people to do who feel like they're in a place where, you know, dreaming is useless or I can't dream because my circumstance is never going to change, I would challenge you to continue to dream or begin to dream. Say, if the world, if everything was my, went my way, what would I achieve? Now, for some people, that dream may be very basic, right? Like that dream may be I will – graduate high school, I'll get my GED, I'll get a job, I can pay the bills, and that is the extent of my dream, and I will be happy. And I think it's really important for those of us surrounding these people to validate that dream. Because whenever we get into this, this conversation of, you're not dreaming big enough, or, you know, you should think of something else, that's whenever we start to shame people for their dreams, and we're not helping. Uh, so, the, yeah, so the first step is to dream. What is it that you want? What is it that you want to do? The other thing after that would be think about a way, just one way that you can work towards that dream, just one. Because then if you're working that one thing, it doesn't feel like your dream is absolutely impossible. Um, the third thing I would recommend is take a real evaluation of your circumstance. Take real stock in what it is that's keeping you there, 
how much of that is in or out of your control because the reality is a lot of this is out of out of their control be it because of relationships because of attachments because of financial situations um so it's really important for us to be sensitive to things like that but take a look at your circumstance say okay how what would it look like if i got out of my circumstance how would i do it or even how can i take my circumstance and do well despite it um because i think that for me whenever i was going through my stuff i was i got to the point when i was a homeless teenager that i was like okay my circumstance is i am a homeless teenager in high school in the inner city and i'm a person of color and you know just all these things going in my head but i also knew this is temporary because whenever i turn 18 and i go off to school then things will start things will get kickstarted so again first i would say dream second i would say find one thing you can do that could start to make that dream a reality and three take stock in your situation and figure out ways to cope to find support to eventually find a way to get out or to move around but also be realistic is this temporary is this something that i need to get someone else involved in because a lot of times when we're in these situations we feel isolated and we and we cannot live in a culture where we're isolated because dreaming dreaming also exists in community um but getting out of traumatic experiences also requires community Thank you Lorena. Dreaming truly does take a community. Up next, you get to hear how human trafficking kind of affects the tech world as well as moments from the happiest place on earth. Talk to you next time.